Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, as you almost certainly know, is the Feast of Pentecost, when we remember how the Holy Spirit came to some of Jesus' disciples who were huddled away in fear and confusion. He'd been crucified, buried, risen, and then ascended, uh, leaving them to their own devices. They were afraid of the people outside, uh, they were afraid about the future, and they didn't know what Jesus had meant when he said he would send them a comforter. So what to do now? They were actually a lot like a lot of congregations these days, huddled away for fear about what's happening in the world and what do we do now? And then something happened. Locked away in the upper room, they had an incredible experience. A great surge of power filled the room, filled their minds and hearts, and seemed to flicker like a flame on their heads. Jesus had promised them something uh, would happen, but I'm sure they weren't expecting this. Then all of a sudden, uh, God was speaking through them in a great outpouring, and their ill-equipped and untrained mouths started to utter. And people from all parts of the world, uh, the Jews were already in uh, diaspora through the known world, um, uh, heard them speaking, even if they couldn't fully understand themselves. They were understood by the others. Now there's no record of how many, if any, converts they made that day, but what was clear was that God was trying to speak through them in a new way to the whole world. Now Jesus, of course, had spoken to his friends uh, in their familiar, if borrowed, language, for they were speaking Aramaic on a day-to-day basis, the, the, the tongue of the Persian Empire, what we now call Iran. Hebrew was reserved for religious purposes chiefly, Greek was the common commercial language of uh, which the Jews were using, many of them. And, of course, uh, the Romans had recently introduced some Latin, the official language of the western part of the empire. But whatever the language, it didn't matter. In that upper room, they started speaking, and as they went out into the street, people from all over the known world understood them, or more to the point, understood God who was trying to speak through them. Now, the miracle of Pentecost was not only that the disciples were speaking, but that the hearers were hearing. For it seems to me that God is speaking to us all the time, but we do precious little listening. And it's just those rare moments that crack the shell of the customary and crack open the ears of the obtuse, and I'll list myself in that, in that company, uh, to hear what God is having to say. So uh, I thought I would actually take a look at the Bible and my imperfect knowledge of it, but to to, to dig out some quotes from God, when God actually spoke. In the beginning, God said, let there be light, and there was light, and so God spoke the universe into being, and as a rabbi colleague of mine said, all the rest of the scripture is commentary. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house from all the herds and riches you enjoy and go to a land that I will show you, although I'm not going to tell you where it is or what it is like. And Abraham went, and I hope God forgives me for paraphrasing uh, the divine word, which I'll do a bit more of now. 
Moses, while tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, turned aside to see a bush that burned but was not consumed. And the Lord said, Moses, take off your shoes, for this is holy ground. And Moses did. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to where you are wanted for murder and free my people from the most powerful king in the world. And at which point Moses said, "Uh, who's asking? (laughs) And uh, God makes it really clear. He says, I am who I am. I am who I am. And Samuel, behind the back of his dangerously insane boss, was sent to pick a successor for that boss. And when he chose someone, and then a bunch of someones, who looked strong enough to protect him from the storm to come, uh, it was told by God to pick a teenager. With the words, Samuel, you see as men see, not as God sees. And Elijah, uh, hiding in fear uh, from the wreckage of his hopes as God's agent, he'd just gotten the, the shakes and run away to, to hide. Um, here's an earthquake, and then wind, and then fire, these great portents of power. But God isn't in any of them. And suddenly he hears that little small calm voice. Elijah, what are you doing here? And he goes back out of the cave and continues with his work. God said a lot of other things, but we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, Through the patriarchs and prophets, through the wise men and women of old, uh, God was speaking, and people did or did not listen. And again, I just listed a handful from Uh, from my inadequate knowledge of the Bible. And then we know that God spoke again. And may the Holy One forgive me for once again putting words in the divine mouth. They've listened to my words, said God, and they've often missed the point, misunderstood, or made too much of things that aren't important. So now I will speak again. And I will send my word to earth as a living person uh, who will not only talk Uh, but live and be in fulfillment of my will. And there are no prizes today for knowing who that person was. Hands up anybody who's got a clue. (laughs) When he came and spoke and acted and simply was, God was speaking afresh. But many of God's people, good, devout, and holy, could not hear. They didn't pick up a book like we have it. They may be pointed to the Torah scrolls and say, everything God has to say is in here, holding up sacred text and tradition. God has nothing further to say on the subject. And some of those who thought that way were threatened and afraid, and they conspired to rid themselves of their fear, and so the carpenter's son died. But the voice couldn't be silenced. God wanted to speak, and the time was right. And so on Pentecost morn, not one voice, but a multitude of voices were unleashed. And miracle of miracles, uh, ears were also opened to hear them. And it is the hearing that is so important, for God has never ceased to speak, no matter how often we are too too slow to, to listen. And because there's a further miracle after that, if you can hear God speaking then comes the point when you're able to make a proclamation yourself, as they did. What bubbled and burbled um, uh, out of that upper room, filled with excitement, even to the point of, of sounding drunk, 
was the desire of God to communicate with God's children. Like a mother calling out words of love, of warning, of encouragement, God is still calling out to us in her daily concern for our well-being. And the miracle isn't in God speaking, it's in those precious moments when we're able to listen, uh, to understand, uh, and to respond. Amen.